Uh, good morning. Let's uh, let's begin. Uh, Psalms 40. I rely completely on the Lord, and He He turned toward me, and He heard my cry for help. He lifted me out of the watery pit and out of the slimy mud. He placed my feet on a rock and he gave me secure footing. He gave me reason to sing a new song, praising our God. May many see what God has done so that they might swear allegiance to him and trust in the Lord. How blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and does not seek help from the proud or from the dishonest. O oh Lord, my God, you have accomplished many things. You have done amazing things and carried out your purposes for us. No one can thwart you. I want to declare them and talk about them, but they are too numerous to recount. Receiving sacrifices and offerings are not your primary concern. You make that quite clear to me. You do not ask for burnt sacrifices and sin offerings. Then I say, look, I come. What is written in the scroll pertains to me. I want to do what pleases you, my God. Your law is dominating all my thinking. I have told the great assembly about your justice. Look, I'm sparing no words. Oh Lord, you know this is true. I have not failed to tell about your justice. I spoke about your reliability and your deliverance. I have not neglected to tell the great assembly about your loyal love and your faithfulness, O oh Lord. You do not withhold your compassion from me. May your loyal love and faithfulness continually protect me. For innumerable dangers surround me and my sins have overtaken me. Many times I am not able to see. They outnumber the hairs of my head and my strength has failed me. Please be willing, O oh Lord, to rescue me. O oh Lord, hurry and help me. May those who are trying to snatch away my life be totally embarrassed and ashamed. And may those who say to me, aha, aha, be humiliated and disgraced. May all those who seek you be happy and rejoice in you. And may those who love to experience your deliverance say continually, may the Lord be praised. I have been oppressed and needy. And may the Lord pay attention to me. You are my helper and my deliverer. Oh my God, do not delay.
that I was walking in and you called me out of my shame
Let me see you here. Would you open my ears? Cause I wanna hear fires of holiness come burning me. Hunger for righteousness come churning me. Come light me up cause I your light, oh, outshining of your light. I feel this stirring I'm casting down things of old. Would you open my heart? Oh, I want to be your gate. Would you open my mouth? I want to sing your praise. Fires of holiness come burning me. And hunger for righteousness come churning. Righteousness come churning me, oh. Come light me up, cause I want to burn. With your goodness pouring forth, so evil hearts will turn. And a torch that will shine forth, glory in the night, in the darkness. Shining of your light, hey. oh, hey. the outshining of your light, oh, the outshining of your light. We are stars. Shining of your light, the outshining of your light. Oh. 
outshining of your light. Oh, magnify him. Let his light shine through. Holiness, come and live inside me so I can be a clean magnifying glass. Oh, Righteousness, come and live inside me, Spirit of truth, Spirit of truth, Spirit of truth. Oh, Spirit of truth, come live inside me, Spirit of truth. Come into this room, come into this room, Spirit of Truth. Spirit of Truth. There's so many things. There's so many mindsets of how we want it to be. What we expect, Spirit of Truth, oh, come and renew our minds and renew our minds. Mm. Make a mess. There's so many ways that we're comfortable with. We don't like uncomfortableness. Oh, spirit of truth, come and make the nest so uncomfortable. Oh. Mm. Spirit of truth, spirit of truth. Help my unbelief, help my unbelief, God. I want to follow you. Like Joshua, Lord, we're standing there. Woe is me. Come and put the call on my lips, God. I want to be holy. I want to be right. So I can follow after you Oh, like the lover Who's begged to come and dance Across the mountains I want to follow you Oh, by my unbelief And my unrighteousness Oh, come and heal me We're no longer slaves we're no longer slaves. We're no longer slaves. We're no longer slaves. We're no longer slaves. Oh, we're no longer slaves. We're no longer slaves. 
We're no longer slaves. We're no longer slaves. No, no, no. There's no chains holding us anymore. Oh, change your mind. Change your mind. There's no chain on your foot. There's no chain on your wrist. There's no chains anymore. We've been set free, we've been set free. Oh, just believe. He will lead us into the promised land. Past Mount Sinai into Zion. Surrender. 
and I protect you and make you a covenant mediator for the people and a light to the nations. The Lord is preparing and restoring right now the oxygenation of the blood has to do with the hemoglobin. There's, a fi- there's a, uh, been a fibrosis in the church. The Lord said you must learn to breathe the air of heaven. We must take a deep breath. We're going up into a new atmosphere, a place we've never been before. To breathe light. It's a little bit uncomfortable to learn to breathe with molecules that are less dense than they are here. But we must learn to breathe into another dimension. Light, light break forth. Light in this room. The light from eternity. The light. The Lord has allowed the crown reaper to come forth to expose the fibrosis on the church. Because he wants us to breathe the air of heaven. Breathe in heaven. Revelation chapter 4 verse 1. And behold, I saw a door in heaven opening up. And he said, come up here and I will show you the things that must be hereafter. Sanctify us, Lord, by your holiness. Take us up, take us up, take us up. For the atmosphere of heaven is upon us. We must eat light. I have a food that you know not of. Partake of me, says the Lord. Take a deep breath of light. We are created for the heavens. For heavens break forth, heavens give you glory. In this room, in this room, Lord. Pulmonary system, Lord. 
activate the new system of the Spirit, Lord. It's a new pulmonary system. Mm, of the soul, Lord. Be 
a song and of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone and I'm no longer a slave to fear and I am a child of God
split the sea so I could walk right through it. And all my fears are drowned in perfect love. You rescued me, and I will stand and sing. I am a child of God. Oh, you split the sea, and I will walk right through it. All my fears are drowned in perfect love. You rescued me, and I will. splendor and majesty he covers himself with light as if with a garment he stretches out the skies like a tent curtain and he lays the beams of the upper rooms of his palace on the rain clouds makes the clouds his chariot and he travels along the on the wings of the wind he makes his messenger his winds his messengers and a flaming fire is his attendant you're the Lord you establish the earth on its foundations and it will never be upended. 
the watery deep covered it like a garment and the waters reached above the mountains your shout made the waters retreat at the sound of your thunderous voice they hurried on as the mountains rose up and the waters went down they went to the place you appointed for them Even in the mountains of our life, and even in the valleys, the Lord, sovereign over all, has appointed all things. We take your appointment this morning for us right now, right in this place. That we're in an appointment with you, Father. Even in the ups and the downs of our life, Lord, you are with us. And you're greatly to be praised. And you're good. Your ways are good, Lord. And you're holy. And you're true. Merciful and just. You're our God. We love you. To behold you is better than life. To know you. To just be one day in your court. better than a thousand elsewhere. of our mind and emotions of our heart but we want you Lord we want to draw our next breath from you I want you Lord no matter what it makes me feel like no matter what I think Lord wisdom of God come to us Lord everything, Lord. We offer ourselves up to you as a living sacrifice that would be holy and pleasing to you. Jesus, have your way with us this morning. 
God.
just want to say, um, Wendy Todd, the Lord says to you that you're his friend. And he wants you to know that, that you're his friend. that so many people have run up to the edge unwilling to, to go but you're willing to go and the Lord is honored by you and your cry to know him more your petition is granted and it will increase and increase ever more and even more so longing for love mixed with truth will increase in greater brightness and more brightness and more brightness as the day approaches us. Friend of God, you're the friend of the Lord. doing well this morning good <laughs> amen let's um let's let's take up our offering and giving and um thank you father thank you Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the, all the beauty of what you're doing in our midst, um, for being able to, Jesus, go up into you and to know you by light, Lord, that you're so good. Lord, thank you for your friendship, your holiness, Lord, your righteousness. Thank you for how you're working in all of our lives. And bless your people this morning. In your name we pray, amen. Bless you as you give. Nice survey, wondrous cross, on which the prince of glory died. My richest gain I count but loss and poor.
right, let's, um, let's turn together into <clears throat> Numbers chapter 10, uh, starting in verse 29. As is often the case, I, I um, well, not often the case, but sometimes the case, I, I was, uh, uh, Stephen's laughing. <laughs> well, we don't really know what the case may be sometimes during the week, but at times, um, I get, I'll get woke up in the morning, early in the morning, the Lord woke me up on this passage this week uh, around, I suppose it's around 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Lord, can I just rest a little bit here? But I want to talk to you. And so I, I got woke up in Numbers 10 and, and started in verse 29, and I wanted to begin with this and then pray together and uh, take this in this series that we're in, Transfiguration A.D., Starting in verse 29, Moses said to uh, Hobab, son of Reuel, the Midianite, and Moses' father-in-law, We are journeying to a place about which the Lord said, I will give it to you. He says to Hobab, come with us and we will treat you well. For the Lord has promised good things for Israel. But Hobab said to him, I will not go, but I will go instead to my own land and to my kindred. And Moses said, do not leave us. Right when Hobab's determined to leave him and depart from him, he's walking away. He says, hey, please don't leave us. This is my request of you. Please stay with us because you know places for us in the camp, in the wilderness, and you could be our guide. If you come with us, it's for certain that whatever good things the Lord will favor us with, we'll be glad to share that with you as well. So they traveled from the mountain of the Lord. Mountain of the Lord being Mount Sinai. Three days journey. And the ark of the Lord was traveling before them. I like a different translation. The ark of God was set forward. The ark of the Lord was set forward during the three days journey to find a resting place for them. And the cloud of the Lord was over them by day. And when they traveled from the camp, and when the ark traveled, Moses would say, Rise up, O Lord. May your enemies be scattered, and may those who hate you flee before you. And when it came to rest, he would say, Return, O Lord. And one translation says here, to the thousand of ten thousand of Israel. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this text this morning. Thank you that even though I'm incapable of preaching and do not know what I'm doing, you do. And I pray that you'd fill my mouth with words that would speak to the heart of your people. I pray this word would aliven us, strengthen us in our journey of faith, our journey through life that you called us to. I pray, Holy Spirit, this morning that something would awaken in us and that 
would know you and know that we're known by you. Awaken this text to our spirit, O Lord. We trust you with it. In your name we pray. Amen. may be seated. Uh, So Hobab was son of Reuel, the Midianite, who was actually Moses' father-in-law. So Hobab would be uh, Moses' brother-in-law. And Moses is preparing to embark because God has given him a promise. A promise, and, and he calls it a place. He says, God has given me a promise that if I'll follow him and go his way in my journey, that he will be with us and he will guide us and he will, he's going to treat us well. God, give Moses a promise. I'm going to give you this land. And so Moses is going to depart from uh, Sinai. He's going to depart from the, uh, the place where the law that Moses would receive was held. He's on his way from Sinai, and Stephen was seeing this morning, to Zion. He's in this journey on this path. I, I uh, am thinking right now, thank you, Lord, of Galatians chapter 3. He's departing from this. He, he's departing from this. Listen to Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. You foolish Galatians, who has cast a spell on you? Before your eyes, Jesus Christ was vividly portrayed as crucified. The only thing I want you to learn from this is this. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by doing the works of the law? Or did you do it by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish that you began with the Spirit that you're going to try to finish your journey on human effort? Moses is saying, listen, Hobop, it's time. The Holy Spirit is saying, the Lord is saying to me, it is time for me to depart from Sinai. The thing that I've learned at at Sinai is that all human effort, anything that I can do. Remember, I, I preached this message a few weeks ago out of Psalms 119. I believe it was there, verse uh, 98 or so. That no matter how noble, remember this, some of you that were here, no matter how noble, how illustrious, no matter how amazing what a human being can do, there is a point that you come up against a wall and your human effort will only take you so far. Amen to that? And and Moses is in a place of recognition here with the Lord that if I'm going to push out into a place with God, that I have got to come to an agreement that all human effort, what I can bring to the plate, If it is not according to faith, out of a relationship with the Lord, I have learned. Sinai, with his 613 laws, has taught me. 
I have learned that I can only push up to the stop so far. But if I'm going to press through and I'm going to break ground, so to speak, or I'm going to pioneer or have a part of a missionary move, if I'm going to say that I'm expeditionary because I'm a Christian, I'm frontier, I'm not suburban or urban or rural. I'm frontier because, listen, if, if you're the Lord's son and daughter, you're on a journey. You're on a journey, and so you can't get into a destination mindset. The extent of who God is, is no, he is the destination, but for billions and trillions of years to come, we will holy, holy, holy. He's going to blow every circuit every day. Carol, how? Paul's saying, hey, listen, you're departing from Sinai. You're departing. Don't you be so foolish. I don't want to be called stupid. I don't want to be called a fool. I don't want to be characterized by this. Paul's coming off with some pretty strong things. What, have you thought that trying to continue in uh, spirit, being in the spirit, that you can continue by human effort? In this room right now, we would, I'm sure if someone in this room had a, won the Nobel Peace Prize, we'd be like, do you know Tom Gross? Y'all know him. He won the Nobel Peace Prize. A breakthrough. A breakthrough in the chiropractic field that no one's had. What he did is he put a twist on this person this way, this way, and this way, snapped their back, and their brain started working right. <laughs> They have 197 IQ now. Give him a Nobel Peace Prize. Just do this twist, this point, this point, and then boom, 200 IQ. Nobel Peace Prize. Right? I mean, no matter how noble it is, what, you think that you're going to continue your life like that? No. Paul's given the admonition. Listen, brothers, sisters, have you suffered so many things for nothing? Anybody in here been in any suffering with the Lord? I know you have. I know many of you. You have been through some stuff. What, you want to continue living all that for nothing? I mean, Paul's words are pretty strong. If indeed it was for nothing. It's a little, no, he can't be sarcastic. Does God then give you the spirit and work miracles among you by you doing the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Man, I'm an efficiency expert. And the Lord would say, so what? I'll work circles around you. I used to say that to Karen. She's like, then do it. <laughs> I'll just sit here and watch you. Like, so what? I think God would say the same thing. Everything that does not come of faith is what? Sin. This is the work I have for you. Believe on the one whom he has sent. Listen to this in the text, Galatians 3, 6. Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness, so then understand that those who believe are the sons of Abraham. Where is your sonship? That's what Moses is saying back here in this text in Numbers 10. He's saying, it's time for me to leave that programmatic way of living. 
We can go on a three-day journey. Does that sound vaguely familiar? We can go on a three-day journey and get this thing done. Your sonship is contingent on this. Understanding is your sonship is contingent that you are the sons of God because you believe God. And you act upon that which you believe. I do not mean a credo. I do not mean just doctrine. I mean a living relationship with the Lord. He comes to you. He communicates to you. And then you move out. That is. Now, you're deemed righteous because of that. No way. Because anything else that you're doing that is not by faith is what again? Sin. The only way to stay righteous is to literally live and walk by faith. My soul has no pleasure in the one who draws back, for the just shall live by faith. faith. So back to, um, to the text, Numbers chapter 10. And now we see what Moses is leaving. I looked up Hobob because I thought, if you imagine your brother-in-law being called Hobob, you'd be like, that's my brother-in-law. I don't know that I'd want to say, you know, that's my brother-in-law, Hobob. <laughs> Sounds sort of like hillbilly or something like that, you know. Maybe Hobob was a, red, a true redneck. And let me just say this, everybody's a redneck to somebody, okay? <laughs> They're a redneck. <laughs> And then they're like, and they're a redneck. And then they're like, and they're a red. That's a redneck, you know. Right, right. That's right, Tom. Your neck gets red by being in the sun. He says, hey, Hobob, come up. And I was like, I got to look up this Hobob guy. So I went in and looked up the etymology of the name Hobob because names are very, they matter. It's really interesting to me that his name means serpent. His name also means beloved. I thought, what an interesting name for your brother-in-law, the beloved serpent. Maybe some of y'all have had brother-in-laws like that. I don't know. Hobob has this ability to be a guide. Moses is, is saying, hey, listen, we'll treat you well and, and do good. You're a loved guide. Any of you in here thought about or climbed Mount Everest? I haven't, but I've thought a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, it's really good to think about it. But... <laughs> I tell you, it's probably not a wise decision to go climb Everest unless you were Hillary, right? Remember that guy, Sir Edmund Hillary? And I mean, I think he's still up there, right? I think Sir Edmund Hillary's body's still frozen in ice up there on, on Everest. Um, this was like the pre, I mean, I think they had oxygen, I can't remember, but you know, th these guys that take expeditions like this, they were some some bold guys. Uh, who's the other guy that got in a ship and went around the, uh, circumnavigated the, the world? Yeah. Who? I can't hear you. 
Okay, Magellan, what's the other guy's name? Starts with an H. Is that right? Okay, what's that? I don't know. But you go out on a journey, you don't just go cast off into a journey if you don't have a map. I mean, what is it, Manny? Okay, Cortez, yeah, he made a trip. Well, listen, I don't know about y'all, but I'm still using GPS in Hendersonville and Asheville. <laughs> it's like, I don't know where I'm at right now. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You need a guide. And this is an interesting part of the text because I need someone who has the wisdom to perceive ahead of me because I'm on this journey of faith. I'd like to know what's going to happen. And Hobob says something really interesting. He says, uh, I will not go. I'm going back to my own land. And I'm going back to my own kindred. You're not my family. You don't look like me. You don't necessarily talk with me. I'm Midianite. You're Hebrew. You got some, you've had some kind of Egyptian flair going. You, you know, you're just you're different than me. I don't sort of integrate with you, and I, I don't want to go. I want to go back where I understand the journey. I've already mapped out my life. I already know who my family is. I had someone years ago told me, said, they came up to like a place in faith, and man, I was, you know, their brother and helping walk alongside them, and I'm like, come on, man, come on. And I thought I had me one, you know, in the MZ Yacht, and it's nobody that's in this room, so I'm not talking about you. But I was like, oh, man, I got me one. I got me, I got me one that's going to go all the way with the Lord. This rascal, I got me one. And we're going to do this together. And I remember, I remember so, I remember where we were standing. I remember what he was going through. And, man, he was like, he's a man's man. And I'm like, he can do this thing. We're going to go on a journey. I remember him saying to me, Carol, I don't want any more adventures. And I, you know, I remember, I know exactly what that man meant. I don't want any more of your phases. I don't want any more of this thing. I'm done with it. I'm out. And you know, I have to respectfully say, shake his hand, have a nice trip, ho Bob. I ain't call him that. I didn't even know about ho Bob then. But have a nice trip, ho Bob. We're going to a city whose builder and maker is God. Listen, I tell you, you're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged because you do the best to find the map. You're trying in your journey right now, you're trying to locate or spatially locate a point of reference. And there's something interesting about the Lord. And I've got to know him a little bit. I mean, he's my father. And there's one thing that I've found out about him. He'll tell you to move out on something with no reference point. 
He won't explain it to you. He won't give you a little, sometimes he won't even give you like an emotional feeling. Sometimes he'll actually tell you to do something and give you every reason in the world why you shouldn't. Actually, he might put so many uh, hindrances in your path and, okay, that's the father I've got to know. Oh, you didn't come to hear this today, did you? Or maybe it is. Maybe for you this is very comforting. I'm going to put every obstacle on them. Every obstacle I can think about that's good enough, and I'm going to say to them, move out. Yeah, but, 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 in the natural, da, 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 da. this won't work. I can't. Uh, we run the uh, budget. Okay, we don't have a budget. <laughs> How many know what I'm talking about about that? I don't have a budget. <laughs> I don't have a budget. What about my friends? Uh, what about my family members? I don't know what they're going to think when I embark out on this. Hobob's got it, man. He's got the expert conventional wisdom for you. Hey, stay put and stay in a land that you understand. And yet God, Moses is saying to God, he's saying, hey, it's time for you to leave what you understand and that you can do by human effort. Come out with me into a journey that you can't even, you have no navigation equipment for. Come out and trust me. I'm the great astrophysicist. Come out and trust me. I'm the great structural biologist. Come out and trust me. I was doing a little bit with this this week, but... I've got this x-ray diffraction thing down. Come out and trust me. I know how to build something beyond an electron microscope. Come out and trust me. I know your whole entire frame. I actually designed and built you, and I know how to repair you and restore you. I know everything about you. I know you're coming in and you're going out. I am the author of your narrative, and I am the finisher of it. Come on, Moses. <laughs> Come on out without a guide. Come on out when some of your family and your friends might say, I don't get you at all. Come out to the place where you can't explain yourself anymore. Say, what are they talking about? That's a language I've never heard before. Right? But oh man, let's go on an expedition. I, I mentioned earlier, Stephen wrote me this uh, last year. I was sitting there, I was listening, I was in um, Barnes and Noble, I was listening to all these ladies talking from suburbia. You know, and I remember he, he texts me and he says, Christianity is frontier, not suburban. And I'm listening to them, and they're just like talking about what they're going to do and all this stuff. And I'm like, ah! you know, I mean, yes, I'm a male. And some of that stuff drives me crazy. I love all you females. Don't get me wrong. You have to do things and stuff. But I'm just like, man, let's get into something. Let's go take a risk. You know, but, but she said about me, and that, that one said about me. And I was like, stop, stop, I can't. Ah! Anyways. 
I'm not saying that all ladies do that either, but this, these ladies were. But it's family this and family that and, and all the relational dynamics. And, you know, and it's good. It's good. But it was more than I could take. And when Stephen sent me that, I said, yeah. Frontier. <laughs> Risk-taking. And, of course, I've found being married to my wife <laughs> that love is probably one of the greatest risks you'll ever take. <laughs> It's com- it, it would comfort us. No, he didn't say that. If you come with us, it is certain that whatever good things the Lord will favor us with, we'll share with you as well. Listen, man, there's some benefits to this. I'll, I'll put you in on my hedge fund, or I'll, I'll make this thing marketable. I'll do something for you here. I got a way to hook you up. Just come on with us, please, please, please. I need, I need a guide. No, I'm not going to do it. They traveled from the mountain of the Lord three days' journey. And, um, you know, <clears throat> something that, and I, this has been a number of weeks ago, but I've been laying this out for us, that in your journey, I, I have found some structure. The Lord revealed this to me out of Psalms 132. And if you, if you take notes about the, the, the journey, there are three major aspects of the day that you're living within. That God is about bringing you to a place, a dwelling place, and a resting place. And when I say resting place, I don't mean RIP. I mean in the sense of your death. God is wanting to bring you to a place, a dwelling place, and a resting place. And this will happen, hopefully for many of us, before the Lord even returns. He says here, we had traveled three days to find a resting place. The cloud of the Lord was over them by day when they traveled from the camp. And when the ark traveled, Moses would say this. Now, oh, I missed something here. Three days journey, verse 33. And the ark of the covenant of the Lord was traveling before them. I, I said earlier that the ark of the covenant was set forward. And what does this mean to us? God's covenant with his people, the relational covenant of the Lord was put first and primary in their life. Now remember like Jehoshaphat will do this, Joshua earlier on will do this. Who did they send out first? The worship. The worship and the praise must be set forward. If you're going to, okay, you're going to listen to this preaching today, and you're going to say, okay, I'm willing to uh, deal with no guide. I'm willing to do what Galatians 3 says and live my life by faith. Well, if you are, and I'm preaching to you this message, you and me, we better really understand the way the other one works. Because if you're not going to do it with a guide, And you're not going to do it in a familial culture where everybody's your buddy and pats you on the back. You you see what I mean? If you're going to move out and you're going to trust the Lord, you best know how to walk with the Lord. Because if we're going to choose to say, I'm going blank slate. I don't know what I'm doing. 
I'm going to say that human effort's not going to get me into the next place. If I'm going to choose that way, if I'm going to choose to lose my life for his sake in the gospel, you might want to know at least the mechanics of how that operation works. And this is what I'm a student of. How does the mechanics work of living this other life? If I'm going to live a life like that, I need to know how to. And it's, it, the Bible is replete with the people of God and how they operated different in differentiation with the world. Well, and in this case, this isn't just differentiating the world. This is differentiating from Sinai and a Zion-type person. Uh, many in the church today are Sinai-type people. They were converted by the Lord. They're justified freely. And they went back off onto their own narrative and they're living their deal every day. And many of them even look at people like us and say, you're just plain out weird. I, I would say, no, I'm unique. <laughs> I'm of a royal priesthood, a holy nation. They're arguing at a dimension of Sinai in a blue and red, and we're saying, no, you're purple. Don't you know who you are? What, don't be foolish. Quit living that way. And it's, I don't know any other way to live. That's what everybody else is doing. That's the way I was raised. My mom and daddy raised me that way. I guess that's the way I'm going to live my life. And that thing, man, you had to, what, you mean be fully dependent on the Lord? Yeah, that's what I mean. You mean don't know where I'm going next every day and don't even know how to get there? Um, yep. I don't want to do that. Are you crazy? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And that's what pe many people have said that to me. Uh-uh, I sat down with another gentleman at a table. He said, no. He said, Carol, be, at least he's honest. No, I'm not going to go forward in God. No, I like my life the way it is. I mean, he really got down to it. He's a financial planner. I was like, that, yeah, that don't work really good. I mean, we want to try to plan, but... <laughs> Come on, I'm like in the company of a rogue and rouge people. I want to know how to do this, though, man, because I, you know, my family, we're just set on this, man. We're not, I'm not backing off of it. I'm not. I have this, like, my dad calls it bulldog tenacity. And it's like, once you get oriented to love with the Father, it's just like it locks you up, and you're like, I want more love. I want more love. And I want more love. And it's just like, I don't want to do it another way. I'm tired of it. Well, he says, set forth, set forward the ark. What is the first thing? If I'm going to travel from, get to a place, and then go from a place to a dwelling place, and go from a dwelling place to a resting place, first and for foremost, you must set God himself, your covenant father, your covenant mediator, Jesus, by the Holy Spirit as the first and greatest priority in everything that you do think and say every day. How do I do this? Daniel did it. I mean, you have to, you have to make a decision. I mean, at least take a one a day, but if you can take two a days, if you can take five a days, what do I mean? I mean, set everything else to your peripheral. 
No, I got to take care of this, Carol. Well, the Lord knows that. He knows what you need to take care of. But when you set forward the ark, you're saying, I'm going to set everything to the side. It's time for me to put my whole self into him. I don't have time for that. Yes, you do. Daniel had time. Joseph, when he didn't have time, the Lord just allowed him to be in a prison for a while. David, when he didn't have time, he was in a cave. Paul, he needed some more time, so the Lord put him in prison. I mean, do you want affliction or affection? That's what the Lord said to me. I was like, uh, affection? <laughs> what, you want me to keep on having to close you in all the time, or do you want to choose me? I'm going to get what I want out of you. You want me to have to keep bringing boundaries into your life? Some of the affliction you're tasting is because he wants you to choose him. You must set forward the ark of God. In this time, like never before, the ark must be set forward. I mean, I'm finding breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you can feast on God. I don't get it every day. I know it's not like, oh, beat yourself up. Get up the next day. His mercies are new every morning. Go again. And what do I mean by this to set forward the ark of God? Let me clearly demonstrate or demonstrate what I mean. You have not set forward God's ark when everything that you're going through is at the forefront of your mind. You've only set forward the ark when it turns to the peripheral of your mind. What do I mean? When you go into prayer, don't go in there asking a bunch of questions. You're okay to ask questions. Don't get me wrong. And if you got stuff on your plate, get it taken care of. If you get in, try to get into prayer and you can't and something keeps on bothering you, then go take care of it and then come back to him. Okay? Just do that. And then when you get into this place with the Lord, wait on him. I don't like to wait. Well, no one does in this millennial culture. I want an instant gratification. Stop being like that. Listen, you got to wait on the Lord. There's nothing's happening. I'm just sitting here. I've been taking walks. It's, it's better. Maybe I'm utilitarian. I don't know. I don't, I bet, but it's a really enjoyable thing. I mean, Adam walked with God. Enoch walked with God. I said, I guess you can walk with God. Go take a walk. Go get your head clear. You have actually not set forward God's ark when the things that you're dealing with in your life are at the forefront of your mind. That is true myopia. Well, Carol, I don't even know if I prayed yet. No, yeah, you have. You know what I mean. It's got to go like this. And then you behold the Lord. This is how you set forward God's ark. Don't kid yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Don't deceive yourself. That if you go do one of these cheapo quiet times, these QTs, they just got it down to QT, that you've just somehow satisfied your day. Quit. Don't kid yourself with that. God never meant for some kind of little quickie fix thing with him. He doesn't like that. What if I go to him? Listen, you, if you go to him with a whole set of expectations, that's not how he moves. 
I mean, I'm married. My wife doesn't like that. Ladies, generally speaking, don't like that to use them for your own benefit. I mean, right? Like, I'm looking at you. I'm spending time with you so, you know, we can get something out of this deal. (laughs) The Holy Spirit especially, he's more actually very, very gentle, and he really will not respond to that. Don't go to him with your bucket list. Now, does he like to take care of you and bless you? Yeah, he does. But what I mean is to set forward the ark is get that nonsense off of you. That was Lucifer's indictment against Job. Job only serves you because da-da-da-da-da for him. The Lord's like, well, we'll see about that. We'll see if Job really serves me for naught. Set forward the ark. We're looking for a resting place. And the cloud of the Lord is over them by day when they traveled. What? When they traveled. There is action involved in your faith walk with God. It, it isn't, um, it's not just mental ascent. It's going to require you to travel. You're going to have to put one foot in front of another. The Lord, when he initiates with you, he asks you usually to to be about something or he reveals something to you, you must travel. There must be a place between this place and that place. There must be movement. If you're stuck like Chuck, let's get unstuck because you must move out. And when the ark of the Lord would travel, Moses would say this. And this, this, is a, this goes with Transfiguration AD today because A here, Ascension, he will say to the Lord. Now, I found this really interesting when the Lord woke me up with this this week. Rise up, O Lord. The reason why I find that interesting is because a lot of times... You know, we come to the Lord with our petitionary request, right? And we've got these things right in the forefront of our mind until they're not. And they go to our peripheral like this. And what happens is interesting because Moses starts to, it almost sounds like he's giving a command to God. Now, I was trying to explain this to Kara this week is that God is is in us by his Holy Spirit. And there's this necessity of agreement with God and what he is doing when the peripheral, it goes back to the peripheral and we see what he's doing to agree with what he's saying. Um, in the Greek it's called homo legeo. It means homo means same, legeo, to say the same thing. And sometimes we don't, we don't think that the Lord would want us to say what he's saying. Like, you already said it. Why do I need to say it? Any of you uh, dads or moms ever had your children repeat what you say? And you sort of smile. Well, that was me. And sometimes you don't smile because <laughs> that was me. <laughs> the Lord, whatever he says is always good and right. And what he's saying to you by his word, he wants you to say out of your mouth. You say... Here, Moses says, ascend, O Lord. You're triumphant. You're over everything. You're in charge. You got this thing handled. You're uh, ascend. 
How many of you, you know, you go in, you set forward the ark, that peripheral finally happens, and it's like you're in a whole other reality. C.S. Lewis showed us this probably with the kids, the pebbets, these kids going through the, um, the door to Narnia. And you get into this new realm and this new space. Rise up, Lord. Rise up. Why? Why do you say this? Because, and this is what's wild about this, is it's like God's integrating God inside of you, and now you're proclaiming God out of you. And what he says about a matter, and this is what happens in the rising up. What happens? Your enemy, which is his enemy, what? Scatters. There's three primary enemies that come to everybody. Issues of economy or your finances. Enemies related to relationships where there's very hurtful things that happen. And enemies related to your health. There's, generally speaking, three primary enemies that comes to every one of us. Something trying to knock you from every angle. Finances, your health, and relationships. You have another enemy, which is the demonic powers. And so, listen, if you're going to deal with some of these enemies that come against your spouse, uh, if you're married, against your friends, your family members, your nieces, your nephews, your children, your grandchildren... Listen, you need the Lord to rise up and scatter the enemies over your generational lines. You need the Lord to come in and scatter the enemy that's creating conflict in your family relationships. You need the Lord to scatter and put to flight the enemy. Jehoshaphat, man, he got it. And he's like, Edom's attacking the guy. Our economy's the most important. The Edomite, you know, give me my pot at my my food now and I'll forget my birthright. He's got the Moabites attacking him. Who's your daddy? Relationship dynamics, uh, the things going on in our nation right now. Who's your daddy? Fatherlessness, attacking the human heart. He's got Edom, he's got Moab, he's got Ammon, meaning first nation, pride, racism, attacking the home, attacking the family, attacking the nation. Uh, Moab, Edom, you know, Ammon, all coming against him. What's he do? Down on his knees. Worship the Lord. And the Lord sends the enemies to fight. Right? You need someone to deal with your enemy. I didn't realize this, but the enemy will try to give sticky points on your uh, finances. He, I didn't know this one day. I was interceding one day because I had, someone gave me like a $5,000 check or something. And I needed it to cash. I go over to Bank of America in Hendersonville. And the girl behind the thing literally lies to me. I detected in my spirit. I said, I need you to bring your manager out here. He comes out. He has a, some kind of thing going on with her, and I can feel it, and I know it. He capitulates to her, even though he's over her. Well, I was like, I called someone. They said, let's pray. I pray that someone else gets involved, and that check was deposited the next day. And I needed that money because I had to pay my bills. The enemy will frustrate your finances. He'll frustrate your relationships. He'll frustrate your health. He doesn't want you lean, mean, fighting machine. But there's a mechanism. I set forward the ark of God. Everything goes in my peripheral. I say, rise up, O Lord. Ascend. Boom. Break out of my enemies that are coming all around me. 
Now all of a sudden, nothing is my enemy. I don't know if y'all felt this on Sunday sometimes. I have. I felt like it was burning in my chest. I was like, oh, this thing's over, man. Take that, you know. The interesting thing is with the Lord, like James chapter 2, verse 19. What, you empty fellow? Don't you know? Don't you know I told Abraham to go sacrifice his own son on an altar? And uh, raise him up from the dead. If I, Abraham believed me and he did what I said, don't you know that I'm going to push you out into a place that you can't do it? Don't you know that you might feel like nothing's going to come online when I tell you move out in faith? And then you come into this atmosphere and you say, I will worship the Lord. Now rise up, Lord. I showed this to Henry and Austin at Thursday prayer meeting. I don't know if y'all have seen the movie First Man, but he, it's when they were you know, breaking through the atmosphere in the X-15 program. And if you've seen that film, it's Neil Armstrong. He gets up there on the atmosphere and he starts bouncing off the atmosphere. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I said, I told Austin, Henry, I said, this is what I feel like every Sunday morning. A sin, a sin, a sin. Get up there, get up there, break through the expanse. Let's hit a uh, break forth light. Let the enemies be scattered. Yeah. You know, I, that's how I feel every week. I'm like, come on, everybody. Come on now. Let's do this. You know, climb, 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 climb. Boom. Light. We broke through the expanse. We were right there this morning at the expanse of God, at the throne room of God. He gave me all of this. Psalms 104, Genesis chapter 1. I mean, we were right there at the Hasha Ma'im. We're breaking through a barrier where heaven and earth was put together. Rise up, O Lord. Watch this. Watch this. Let your enemies be scattered and those who hate you flee before you. It's not my job to determine who hates or dis doesn't hate or all that. Don't hate on me. You know, It's not my job to figure out who's God's and who isn't, who's justified and who's not. That's his business. But if, man, if some kind of hate thing's coming against my life, someone talking bad uh, about me and putting word curses on me or whatever, let him deal with it. It's not your job to go around defending yourself and advocating on your own behalf. Stop your self-advocation. Why? Because when you rise up, you say, rise up, O Lord. Let those that hate me flee before you. I don't need to advocate. The Father, the intercessor, Jesus will advocate on your behalf. Listen to this. I love this. And when it came to rest, I mean, man, I think David really got a hold of this. He's like, six paces, dance. Six paces, dance. Six paces, rest it, dance. He said, return. You know, return. You know, bring down the thousand, ten thousand of Israel. I did the math on that. If you multiply a thousand times ten thousand, you know what it is? Ten million. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Anybody ever got a return? <laughs> yeah, I know. You've had some bank returns. You've had some, some people had government returns. The Lord wants to give you an inheritance. He loves to bless you. I mean, both with himself and in the natural. I've watched this. 
the return of the Lord. The Lord's ultimately going to come and return, but he, man, this pattern works. I've seen it. My family have had to prove it time and time again. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. Breathe new air. I can't breathe this air. This air is light. Breathe light then. Go, go, go. Let all my enemies be scattered. Up, 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 up into the sky you climb with the Father. Rise up, Lord. I see you as the ascended one. I see that you have victory over all things. I see you as you really are. And even in the strangest way, Don't miss this. So many people, they don't even set forward the ark. Then there's those that finally get into a little bit of ascension and they hit some walls. But if you would get into some ascension with the Lord and you would say, we would say this together. Ascend, O Lord, to the place of your rest. Come on now. Let your enemies be scattered. Let those that hate me and hate you, let them flee before you. Hey, you that love justice and you that believe in mercy, that wants to see a nation changed, that wants to see your families changed, listen, hear me now, hear me now, hear me now. This is the pattern of the Lord. So many of us have been compromised in covenant. It's compromised our lives. But if we could set forward the ark of God again and believe Him and set covenant as our highest priority. I take a covenant with my eyes. I take a covenant with my heart. I'm not going to let anything break covenant. No, no, no. I won't covenant. The Lord would say this to us. This is what Tom was talking about, about getting into repentance so that covenant is not violated. Why? Why? Because then, then and only then, I can say, rise up, Lord. Rise up to the place of your rest. I want to do this every day. about your kids and your grandkids. Some of you would think about your parents or your grandparents. Some of you would think about your nieces and your nephews. Some of you would think about your, your businesses or your ministries. Some of you would think about all kinds of different things. We would think all kinds of different things. And it might would get right at the forefront of our mind and the Lord would say to you, set forward the ark. Get into union with me. Let truth prevail so that when I say something to your spirit, there will be complete agreement with what I say and what you're about to see unfold. Because what I say, you are meant to see. What I say through ascension, you are meant to see through descension. This is the transfiguration A.D.
it seemed like to us that it was like, well, I would raise up my petition before you, Lord. Well, you can bring your petition to the Lord, yes. But there is a place with the Father is beyond petitionary requests. It's a place where He knows better than you know. And you're completely coming into a place of declaring the greatness of the Lord. And then He takes care of everything in His time the way He wants to for your life. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And I will take care of everything for you. Rise up, O Lord. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up that the greater expression of your light through me may express who you really are in this generation. Rise up in us corporately, Lord, so that light may solve problems that we can't solve. That this message goes beyond sound but into a dimension of light. Because light travels faster than sound. Light can reach out to the things that you cannot solve for yourself. Listen, debt can fall off. Listen, debt can fall off. Depression can come off. Divorce can come off. The things that have tried to bring us down do not have to bring us down anymore. Because we set for the ark of God. Whole nation turn back to the Lord. His way. Let's all stand together. I'm marked by you today, Lord, as your covenant son and daughter. And I'm marked to bring change in my culture and in my life and in my family. And I accept the way that you do things, Lord. I set forward your art. And I say, I want to behold you and worship you all my days. I'm a covenant son. And I'm a covenant daughter. Have your way with me, Lord. Listen, Lucifer, he came in through a snake, a serpent. He beguiled Eve and Adam. He tricked them. He said, I know the path of judgment. If you take this path, you'll be more wise. Listen, we, as great of a man as Moses was, we don't need a hobob in our life. There's no one more understanding, more brilliant than God himself to you. You ever eavesdropped on someone else because you thought if I could pick up what they're saying, I might figure out what made them successful? He's living right inside of you. You can draw on him. 
You can draw on him. He has a perfect path for your life. He knows exactly what to say to you. It's going to be different than what he would say to anybody else. Listen to him. The Father would say from the heavens, This is my beloved Son. Hear ye him. Jesus would say, I only do what I see my Father doing. Let's come forward uh, for communion.
he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. in the blood of Jesus and he proclaims victory over you he said this is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you do this in remembrance of me Amen. Bless you.